1: With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: We are pleased to welcome Dan Leberfeld, fresh off a trip a Monday night at MetLife Stadium, covers the Jets for Jets Confidential Magazine. And let's start with where the Jets are right now. They're at 500. We're at the midway point. So how would you describe where they are right now in the season?
3: Well, clearly they have... A top shelf defense. Uh, that's quite apparent. Since the Dallas game, where their defense struggled and CD Lamb uh, really dominated them and Dak Prescott, they've really come together on defense and their defense has kept them in all the games since then. But their offense is starting to become a big problem now. Uh, it's been a long time uh, since they've had a wide receiver touchdown pass. Uh, they had a touchdown pass, uh, you know, to Brees Hall. It was a one-yard pass that he took 49 yards a few weeks ago. But the, the receivers are not getting in the end zone. They've got a lot of work to do offensively. They can't waste this 4-4 four, four start uh, with their offense dragging them down the way they are.
2: What can they do at this point, though, with the trade deadline passed? What changes or adjustments can they make? Well, they have Trevor
3: Simeon on the practice squad. And I'm not putting Trevor Simeon in Canton, but he's won games. He had a good season in Denver a few years ago. All they need is somebody to manage the game and get them in the end zone a little more. You know, Zach Wilson, uh, people say, well, he was sacked eight times tonight and he's not getting a lot of help. That's true. The offensive line could play better. The offensive line does have a lot of injuries. But two things can be true at the same time. He might not have the best supporting cast as far as pass protection, but he's also not seeing the field very well. He's holding the ball too long. His internal clock in his head has got to speed up. So if I were the Jets, uh, if they don't trust Tim Boyle to go in uh, to a game that Zach Wilson is struggling, make Trevor Simeon in the backup. And, and if they're losing to the Raiders next week, out in Las Vegas, and the defense is playing well again, the offense is not doing their part, put Trevor Simeon in the game, change it up a little bit. So that's what I would do. I wouldn't bench Zach Wilson immediately, but I would would call up Trevor Simeon and have him in the bullpen active on game day, ready to go in if there's another game like we saw tonight where the offense just is not producing.
2: Is there any indication at all that they are considering a change at quarterback?
3: No, I don't see any, uh, you know, sometimes when you, when you pick a player that's high in the draft confirmation bias sets in, it happens in all sports where you, you, you just keep chasing your decision because you want it to be right. So I think there's a little confirmation bias going on with Zach Wilson and There's other things going on, like we just brought up, where the offensive line isn't great. Maybe there's a few drops here and there. And that can give the decision makers the out, the alibi to say, you know what? It's not all his fault. Let's stay with him. But like I said, I think the problem is twofold. Yes, the line is struggling, but Zach Wilson, on plays when the line is fine, he's not going through his progressions very smoothly, and he's not getting the. rid of the ball fast enough, so I think both things can exist at the same time, but I think they're they're not ready to make that move yet.
2: Dan Leberfeld is with us after Monday Night Football and a game in which the Jets managed just six points. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Dan, Aaron Rodgers on the field. You took a photo of him on the field with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. What realistically is the plan for Aaron Rodgers moving forward through the rest of this year?
3: Well, I'll say this. I've seen him now leave the locker room You've been there. You know, you wait after the game, the 20 minutes to half hour before they let you in the locker room for interviews. So you see players come out, especially players that were inactive. So for the third straight game, waiting outside the locker room, I saw Aaron Rodgers, you know, leave the locker room. And this is the first time I saw him where he wasn't limping. You know, he was limping the previous two times I saw him leave the Jets locker room. This game he wasn't limping, so clearly there is progress. I think the realistic goal would be the playoffs that's why they can't blow you know four and four is not perfect, but you you're still in the hunt if you're the jets, so don't waste it, and that means make a quarterback change if you have to just to stay afloat, stay in the wild car hunt because I think the realistic goal for Aaron Rodgers would be the playoffs. I don't think it would be late in the season. I think it would be the playoffs, which would be in the middle of January when the wild card round starts. So I think they've got to figure out a way to get into the playoffs and then maybe there's a chance he could come back. Some things have been blown out of proportion, like that first game when he was throwing the ball around, the Chiefs game. I thought that whole thing was blown way out of proportion. I mean let's be honest. Fathers and grandfathers tossed the ball uh, your grandmothers and, and grandson <laughs> toss the ball short tosses in the parking lot before games. The fact that you can stand stationary and throw a ball, you know, a, a 10 yards or whatever to sauce Gardner. I think that's who he was having to catch with. Once again, it d- doesn't mean anything. It, it's can he You put weight on it? He's not going to be a scrambler when he comes back, but he's got to be able to move back there. Can he move to get out of harm's way? Can he plant, you know, his leg on the Achilles, all that stuff. That that toss after the Chiefs game, well, before the Chiefs game, <laughs> meant absolutely nothing.
2: <laughs> if there's a Trevor Simeon in there knowing personnel or behind that offensive line, why would it be better?
3: Remember last year when um, the Arizona Cardinals started Colt McCoy in a few games and they won <laughs> yes. those games? That's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm talking about. It's not that the guy's a great quarterback, but he's you know he's a smart guy. He's a Northwestern graduate. Uh, he knows what he's doing out there. He's not the most physically gifted guy. They just need someone to manage the game and and get them a, a a few more points on the board than they're getting now. Their pass rush is the best pass rush I've seen from the Jets in a really long time, uh, and they were... Justin Herbert threw for 136 yards uh, tonight. He had a 65 quarterback rating. I mean, Justin Herbert really struggled, and that pass rush had a lot to do with it. I think an underrated reason why the Jets uh, came up short in this game, and and no one's going to talk about it, is I think they made a mistake on their offensive line. A lot of these teams will tell you, we're going to start our best five. So they moved Max Mitchell – from right tackle to right guard, and they started Billy Turner at right tackle. Uh, And it just didn't work out. Like, I don't understand, Amy, the concept of best five. What if the guy's not a guard? Right. (laughs) Is that, like, Max Mitchell never played guard before, and Billy Turner, you know, a lot of older linemen lose weight to take the stress off their, their ligaments and tendons. Billy Turner is a great guy, and he's a good player. But he must be 290 pounds now. He's listed at 310. He looks like a tight end when you see him in the locker room. The reason I bring that up is he was one of the guys that the Chargers were really dominating tonight in terms of the pass rush. So I thought the Jets made a strategic error going with we're going to start our five best linemen. Because that right side of that line, new starters tonight, it it really – was not a, it didn't work out very well for the Jets.
2: And we know the Chargers have guys who are determined to pass rush and can get into the backfield. Uh, we're spending a few minutes with Dan Leberfeld of Jets Confidential Magazine. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. There have been whispers of frustration in the locker room among the players. You're not going to hear from the coaches, of course, but any indication that there are guys who are maybe themselves thinking they'd be better off with someone else behind the center.
3: You know, it's funny you say that because I was saying to someone and and there's been a few locker rooms after the game that I felt this way. It's like the only way this locker room is going to be worthwhile after this game is if you uh, give the players a truth serum and say, okay, what happened tonight? And they say, well, our passing game is terrible or something like that. (laughs) Meaning that, meaning that you're not the problem in these post games. And I don't blame the players. You don't want to throw your teammates under the bus, but they can't really say what they want to say. It's all it's, so it's going to be like, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around and we all got to play better and all that. Garrett Wilson last year was frustrated. Garrett Wilson this year is frustrated. Garrett Wilson's a very smart guy and he's not going to say anything Terrible as far as ripping anybody, but he's smart. He gives, he sends out smoke signals. If you will, he gives you messages <laughs> and, and Gary Wilson, you're going to see some quotes from him tomorrow where he's not necessarily throwing anyone on the bus, but he's kind of, if you read the tea leagues saying this has to change. So I think there are players in there that realize the change is necessary. They just can't come out and say it. But if you read through the lines, you get the sense that's where they're coming from.
2: Are you surprised that they are at four and four, given that they lost Aaron Rodgers? They are even treading water.
3: Yeah, I think one of the reasons is let's be honest, Amy. The league is down this year. You know, it's uh, there's not enough top shelf quarterbacks. There's 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 a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. True. And I think that's helped them. You know, when they beat the Giants and they beat Denver. I was saying, you know, the the, the biggest reasons they won those games is because Joe Douglas, who's done a great job as GM. I know the Zach Wilson pick, you know, hasn't worked out that well, but a lot of good GMs whiff at quarterback because it's so hard to project whether the college guys can do it on the NFL level. But when you look at the roster, the Jets are loaded. The Jets have so much talent in the secondary, on the D line, you know, but skill positions, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson they have so much talent. So to me, when they beat Denver, they beat the Giants. I called them roster wins. They beat them because they had from one to 53, they had more talent. It wasn't even about the quarterback. These games where they, they won with all field goals. It's just, it's a formula that helped them get to four and four in a bad league. But as you saw tonight, it's not sustainable. You can't win by kicking four or five field goals every week. You got to get in the end zone a little more. So, uh, it is pretty amazing they're 4 4, considering how many times they have to settle for field goals, how many times they bog down in the red zone.
2: The Jets have the Bills and Dolphins on the schedule before the end of November. So that could be a bit of a reality check, even though the Bills are one of those teams that are down this season and not playing as well.
3: You know, it's funny you say that. I was in the press box, and something came on the scoreboard. It said, next home game, Jets, Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. I, and I said, I think, to two different people, I go, do you think this offensive formula the Jets currently have is going to work against the Dolphins as far as keeping up with Tua and Tyreek on the scoreboard? I mean, think about that. That's kind of what you were getting at with, you know, Buffalo, Miami coming up. You know, I don't know if, if this formula offensively, you know, of kind of taking the ball out of the quarterback's hand and you know, when you're in the red zone, you know, set up a field goals because you don't want to take any chances. Not sure that's going to work against Miami and Buffalo as far as keeping up with the Joneses on the scoreboard.
2: I know it's not fair at this point really to project into the future, but if the Jets miss the playoffs with all these young pieces, how many changes would you expect in the off season?
3: Well, it all depends. You know, if Aaron Rodgers, is cleared, you know, maybe if it's not for the playoffs or if they don't make the playoffs. If he's, they feel he's going to be the guy next year, we all know he's got a seat at the table when it comes to uh, personnel moves. So that's something you always got to consider as far as changes. I mean, I, I don't see a ton of changes. I think, you know, they felt they had a contender this year with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. on the center. I guess the big question is, why would you, if you went out and traded all that draft capital, and then paid Aaron Rodgers, you know, that rework deal. He gave some money back, but it's still a lot of money. Because you wanted to replace Zach Wilson to take the next step, why would you have Zach Wilson as the primary backup? I think that's the question that a lot of people have asked and will continue to ask. If you didn't have faith in him to be the guy this year, why would you have faith in him to be the emergency quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers this season?
2: I mean, I was surprised they kept him last offseason. I was expecting him to, to get the boot anyway.
3: Yeah, I think that goes back to the confirmation bias. They don't want to give up on the dream. Uh, so they figured let him sit behind Aaron Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, for a year and learn. But like they say, one snap away. So if you truly wanted to have a redshirt year for Zach Wilson and let him learn, go out and get a Trevor Simeon or whoever in the summer and say, this veteran is going to be the backup. We are taking a step back with Zach this year to fix his mechanics, to fix his footwork, to fix his decision-making. He is not going to be one snap away if we truly want to fix those things.
2: Man, so many questions. They don't really have answers. Uh, you can find Dan Leberfeld on Twitter at Jets Whispers. He's the publisher of Jets Confidential magazine, JetsConfidential.com. It's always good to catch up with you. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes.
3: Anytime, Amy. Have a good night.
1: Okay.